This is the Confident Collective Podcast with your hosts, Christina Zias and Rayanne Langis, two plus-size models and body activists here to get real and candid about living your most confident life. Get ready for powerful conversations that will leave you laughing, motivated, and inspired. Christina hates... <clears throat> Whoa. I'm so sorry. I don't <laughs> have nervous. COVID. If you guys don't know, Christina has had a cough for the last... Two years, I think. It's a nervous tick. <laughs> that is true. You only cough like right before we're about to do something serious. I like it's so weird. <laughs> it's so weird. Oh, you got to get that checked out. Oh man, I got all. I got to get a lot of things checked out. Honestly, I like think about it, and sometimes the list goes gets so long that I just don't get anything checked out. You're like, just deal with it later. Mm, I whatever. actually really need to go to the gynecologist. I haven't been in a long time. I have a couple now. If you need recommendations. Do you? Yeah. Because I really do. Wait, can I tell you, we did our first birthing class the oh, other I day. Saw. How was it? Okay. So it ended up being really good. But one thing about me is, I guess I get nervous about things, but I'm also like very chill at the same time. Yeah. And they're talking about like the labor experience and stuff like that. And women had all these questions. And then she asked me, she's like, Christina, would you feel comfortable being at home for this and that, blah, 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 for the first part of labor? Like you could technically be laboring for like 20 hours or like a really long time. So they're saying you don't want to <laughs> go. It's terrifying. It sounds crazy, but you don't want to go to the hospital. You know what I mean? Until you really need to, you're okay. better to be in your own environment. And the whole time these girls, these other women in the class were really concerned about it. She's like, I think I'd want to go to the hospital as soon as possible, blah, blah, blah. And I was like, is it weird that I'm not worried about this at all? Like, I just feel super, super chill about it. I'm like, do I need to know more information? Should I care more? I'm right. just like, we'll figure it out. I could just picture People you. People have been having babies for centuries, <laughs> thousands and thousands of years. It'll be fine. Oh my gosh. Well, what was like the one thing you learned that you were like, oh shit, I wasn't expecting that. Or was there anything? The one thing I learned was just the weirdest thing was seeing these two diagrams of the woman's body of someone who's not pregnant and someone who's like nine months pregnant. Yeah. And you see the way all your organs move, like pretty much your intestines and like your lungs and stuff like that get so smushed. I'm like, no wonder I'm always out of breath. <laughs> like this makes it like my lungs are squished. It's just weird. Like the female body is freaking weird. Wow. But amazing. Wow. Mm-hmm. Oh my gosh. Oh, I couldn't believe it was three hours long either. I was like, damn. And there's two more of them. Damn. I know. Well, I guess you got to be prepared to bring a human being into this earth. I guess. Wow. We are in such different places in our (laughs) I know. Isn't that so crazy? I I think about that too. I'm like, wow. I'm like just starting dating again. And now, and like you're starting a family. We're both starting new journeys. Exactly. I love that. I'm so excited for your dating journey. Do we have any fun stories yet? Well, I have a date tonight. So... I definitely will share. I think I'll be very open on the podcast with my dating experiences because what dude is going to take the effort to listen to our podcast? I mean, like, that's my fear. Like, I'm like, uh, do these guys like go to my Instagram? Do they go to like my TikTok before our date? Do you know what you mean? Would you want them to? Well, no, not really, because I they would know everything about me before our date. Do you go to look them up on Instagram? Well, here's the thing. Because I have a unique name, so I'm really just talking to guys on Bumble. If you Google like Rayanne Los Angeles, I'm like at the top of the search over and over and over. My blog, my Instagram, my TikTok, my modeling portfolio, everything. 
Wait, but that's what am, weird. What am I going to Google? Uh, Andrew, Los Angeles. Like, there's no, there's like, I, I. But I, that means you've done this before. I've Googled myself. And you've Googled Andrew, Los Angeles. Or no, 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 I have not. <laughs> I haven't even tried. That's so weird because I mean, I've Googled my name before, but I've never Googled Christina, Los Angeles or Christina, New Jersey. You know what I mean? But see, your name is very common. Right. But that's just like a funny thing to Google. I know you should Google it and see what, see if you come up, see if Christina, Los Angeles, or this is the other one that I, I don't know if men would do this, but I was like, if they Google. Cause they um, don't know your last name. That's the thing. Yeah. If they Google like Rayanne, my job title on the app is like curve model and content creator. So if they Google Rayanne curve model, I come up also as that. Right. So, so you're easily searchable. I'm easily searchable and stalked before a date. So yeah, one guy told me that he definitely Googled me before and I was like, "Mm, I don't blame you. If I could Google them, I would. Yeah. I don't really think that there's anything necessarily wrong with that. Um, But there is definitely some level of mystery that's a little bit more intriguing. You know what I mean? Because I just think it's like easier to make assumptions about someone just based on their internet personality. Yeah. And their internet portfolio and like what Google says about them. So then you go into a date with like. their like preconceived notions. But yeah. you know what? I wouldn't want someone who would jump to conclusions. So I think if they look at my stuff and they're still open-minded and want to get to know me and like think I'm cool, then we want them around. You yeah, know? for sure. So. All right. Well, anyway. wait, is this guy's name Andrew? should have come up with a different name <laughs> i should have come up with a code name yeah the guy i'm going on a date with tonight is that wow there's no mystery here mm-hmm. all right i'll come up with code names for the future we'll give you guys a little update on ray's dating life in the coming weeks yes stay tuned stay tuned hopefully it's juicy and exciting <laughs> all right i guess let's jump right into the today's episode yeah let's do it So today we're going to be talking about our confidence journeys and kind of how our relationship with our bodies and self-esteem has evolved over the years, right? Absolutely. Confidence is such a journey. And I feel like that's definitely one of my most asked questions. Like, how did you become so confident? I feel like you get that all the time, right, too. I get it all the time. Like, and well, okay, this is kind of... I don't know if you've been saying this recently, but this has just sparked in my mind. I've been seeing some other girls in our community kind of post like how that kind of has like, um, oh my gosh, I'm not what the word I'm looking for. Like fat, bat, like fat phobia that like we don't even realize, like you and me probably even have it like asking, like, how are you so confident because you are in a larger body and society has told us for so long that if you are in a larger body, you shouldn't be confident and you're not seen as beautiful. So I don't know. I've just seen, I have never thought about it like that. I'm never offended when someone asks me that question, but I have seen more and more conversations about it, which I thought has been super interesting and made me see it like in a new way. Have you ever thought about it like that? I have seen that. And I don't like that because I just feel like people can just make anything sound negative. And I just, I'm not here for that shit. I don't think that anyone who's saying that is saying that as a way to like, bring someone down I think that they're truly like want to aspire to have that confidence as well too yeah um so but I guess I could understand it it is saying like oh my gosh as a size 16 woman how are you confident you know what I mean yeah it's I I I, because I had never I've been asked that question probably 
hundreds of times and I've never been offended by it. So it was just interesting for me to hear someone say that maybe they, you know, were and saw in a different way. And I think I'm always like eager to learn like the other side, but I, I was just curious to hear your thoughts. Cause I was like, that's really foreign to me. Are you offended by it now? Not really. No. Yeah. I'm definitely not offended by I it know. at all. Um, no. Well, I think I'm really excited to jump into this because as we were saying, confidence really is such a journey. So much of how you grew up, the conversations you've had with your family, you know, with in relationships, with friendships, all of that develops your confidence. And we're going to break all that down for you guys today. Yeah. So why don't we start? I guess, Christina, what was like... Wait, wait, hold on. Sorry. (laughs) Oh, I'm just too excited. (laughs) Before we get into it, which we're super, super excited about, we also have some other exciting news. We are finally launching our Facebook community, the Confident Collective group on Facebook. It's just a way for all of you to connect as well. We'll continue the conversation from our podcast. We'll have other topics as well. You can meet like-minded women in your cities. Um, pretty much nothing's off limits there. And we just want to continue this conversation. We have such an amazing community that you guys are a part of. And obviously with COVID and stuff like that, we're not meeting as much in real life anymore, but we wanted, and we founded the Confident Collective to be a way to connect with you as much as possible. So this is another way to connect. So after this podcast, make sure you go and find it and join and we'll chat further there. Yeah, I think we'll put a link in the show notes for you. Um, but we really just want it to be a place of community where you can like ask, you know, what shoes you want to buy or talk about, you know, like some more serious things like with relationships or friendships and things like that. We really want this to be a place where we can have open discussions and yeah, find girls in your area to hang out with. I mean, socially distant or whatever. Um, so yeah, we're super excited for this. All right. We'll see you there. Let's get into it for real. For real. Okay. I'm glad you cut me off because that was important. We needed to talk about that <laughs> and I forgot. I was just going to breeze on over. It. <laughs> it's okay. That's why we're both here. Um, I guess. Okay. So jumping right back in. Let's start off on why why do you think confidence is so important and something that we talk about so much and women are so focused on trying to be confident and achieve confidence? I just think that confidence affects every aspect of your life, like the way you carry yourself, the way you are in relationships, the way you are with your family, the way you are in your career. And I think that having confidence, having self-respect and knowing your value is literally of the utmost importance because I think that it just correlates and relates into every single thing you do. Mm-hmm. You I mean, said it perfectly. Do you feel like that too? <laughs> yeah, you said it perfectly. I mean, I think it's sometimes when you hear confidence, you automatically just think about maybe in an outward appearance or in relation to like your body or, you know, beauty or whatever, but it really is with everything. Having the confidence to ask for a raise at work and say, hey, these are the reasons why I believe I deserve a raise that takes confidence, you know, speaking up or maybe getting out of a relationship where you're not valued, like that takes confidence. It really is something that is always evolving and always changing and something that you kind of have to be aware of and work at every single day as we continue to grow and change. For sure. And I think that I think that you can be maybe a little bit more confident in your career life than in your personal life. But I do think at the end of the day, like 
they're all intertwined. And like the goal is to be just a confident woman, no matter what, and let that translate to all aspects Mm -hmm. of everything that you do. Completely agree. And I do think that confidence and the way we think about ourselves, just our bodies and our relationships and work and everything starts from such a young age. And then, Ray, do you have any memories of confidence as like a young girl or as a child? I think it's always, I think we're all start out very similar in that we don't know that we have things that we should be insecure about because those things are taught to us. We're taught to feel insecure about our stomachs based on maybe how our mom talks about it or what we see in movies or on TV. So I think like looking back in elementary school and things like that, I was very confident. I wore the craziest stuff. My mom would be so annoyed with me because I was like, I want to wear this. Like I looked like I was just so confident and bold as a child. But I remember the first time my confidence was like challenged. It was, gosh, third grade. My friend Stacy had a pool party for her birthday and I had the best time at the pool party. We were playing mermaids. We were having the best time. But then one of the girls at the party said, um, no offense, Rayanne, but you look like the Michelin tire man in that swimsuit. What? A little bitch. <laughs> <laughs> right? And I was like, wait, what? Like it didn't even cross my mind to feel self-conscious in a swimsuit. And then that little seed, I mean, to this day, I'm 27 years old. I remember what was said to me in third grade. That has played a pretty big role. And that's the first moment that I remember where I started to be like, do I have something to be ashamed of? Do I feel like feeling those feelings of insecurities started to come up? Yeah. See, I have a similar experience to that, but I don't remember anything being said to me specifically like that. But growing up, we used to go to the Clark pool, which was like a pool club in our neighborhood. And I just always remember being the only young kid in like a full swimsuit when every Mm. other girl was wearing bikinis and standing online at the slide or at the diving board, like holding my stomach, like just always being super self-conscious. And it's not like anything was said to me and not like anyone was specifically mean, but just always being like super, super aware of my belly in particular. And I, I mean, it's pretty much been like that ever since I was like a little kid. Wow. So it's like almost you started comparing yourself to just what you were seeing around you. Yes, definitely. Interesting. Yeah. I think that's for a lot of people, very similar why is it always like swimsuit in situations and with our stomach? I mean, you're the most vulnerable, right? Like you're showing the most skin. Mm-hmm. You can see other people's bodies the most. So I think that's it. I know in my family's household, like, and honestly, I think just the Greek community in general, people talk so much about weight and food and they'll be like, oh, did you see Maria has gained 10 pounds? <laughs> oh, she looks good. She she looks like she put on a little weight. And I feel like I would always hear this within mm-hmm. my family, within our church community. Just, I, I wouldn't really hear it as much in school, but definitely at home. Like my family was always worried about gaining five extra pounds. My mom still will be like, I gained five pounds yesterday. I'm like, that's water. You drank water for the first time all week. <laughs> Honestly, you need that water. But yeah, so I mean... Having that family dynamic like that, I think definitely kind of affected my confidence growing up, or at least made me think about weight 
and mm-hmm. size um, and correlated that to confidence. Mm-hmm. Was that like that for you growing up or no in your household? I think, I mean, definitely in a different way because I do think a, a cult, what you said is like a very cultural thing too, but we just never had conversations about, um, it just wasn't ever really addressed. I do remember like distinctly my grandma who I, she is the most amazing woman. I love her so much. She would say things like, oh, I'm just going to have a be bad and just have like a tiny piece of cookie dough. So like even those little things where you start to associate like cookie dough is bad things like that. Um, or also my mom talking about how she wanted to lose weight. We always had a scale in our house. Um, and even my dad, he would, um, he was always an athlete growing up, like super fit. But then obviously as men get older, they get the, you know, the dad bod. And he would always be like, Oh my God, I've gone so fat and all this stuff. And it wasn't like, I guess in a negative way, but those are kind of the memories I have around the conversations we had about weight and size um, and things like that, which I don't know. I don't know if that had a positive or negative effect on me, honestly. I mean, in my family, my grandparents, I don't remember my grandmother as much, but my grandfather is 97 and he'll still tell you if you gained weight. Oh, grandpa's going to be ruthless. My grandpa said that to me before. (laughs) Yeah. And he'll say it to everyone. And I'm like, you're 97 years old. Oh Why do you God. give a shit? And I love my papu so much, but it just, I mean, it's just like how they grew up. And like, I think that too, you know what I mean? And then mm-hmm. when I hear him say stuff like that, I'm like, no wonder my mom has always worried about her weight. If her father is 97 years old and like still commenting on people's bodies, you know what I mean? Yeah. It's just like a trickle down effect. Absolutely. Do you think as you have children you've been thinking about how you'll have those conversations or how you'll talk about that stuff in your house? So it's super interesting. I was actually thinking about this other family friends that we had growing up and their daughter, like Lindsay was a little bit overweight as a child and they were super, super concerned about her weight and like had her going to dietitians and stuff like that. It's just like, it's such a weird thing and like such a hard thing to figure out, right? Because you obviously want your kids to be healthy. And I don't think that your body image or weight necessarily determines your health or like the size of your pants doesn't determine your health. Um, but I don't know, like, how, mm. I don't know how I'd have those conversations. I just want my kids to look in the mirror and feel freaking amazing about themselves and treat themselves well and treat other people. Well, honestly, that's like my main goal. Mm. Um, yeah, I don't know. And it's weird because I'm having a boy too. Mm-hmm. And I, I, I'm not really sure how like body image or confidence relates to men, but men struggle with that as well too. Yeah, did you see Rihanna? All the press around Rihanna's uh, Fenty show with the using the plus size male models. Oh no, I actually haven't paid attention to the male. Oh gosh, there's been so much press around how like such a positive reaction from men, like feeling seen and feeling represented, which is pretty cool. Well, I have a friend who is in the media and really represents a lot of plus size women but is so nasty to himself when he talks about his body image and about men he's like men need to be skinny and i'm like that is so terrible that you're saying that he's like it's okay for women to have curves and have a little extra weight but men shouldn't i'm like no this is not the conversation we should be having we need to change that narrative everyone yeah. needs to feel good about their bodies i can't <laughs> i'm sorry I, can't, I shouldn't be laughing but i can't believe that 
<laughs> he's confident in what he believes, I guess. But <laughs> yeah. um, yeah, def- definitely men, you know, shouldn't be left out of the body positive or inclusive space for sure. I will say that when it comes to like raising kids, I, I, I think I will be very self-conscious about the way I talk about myself and just always making sure that, you know, I'm talking about myself in a light that I would want that would make my kids feel good too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I love that. Christina, tell me about like how your confidence was in like, you know, the dreaded like middle school or high school years. Like, what was that like for you? Oh my gosh. You know, it's interesting because I don't ever think of myself as like being insecure, except when it came to summers or being in bathing suits and wearing less clothing. Mm. And when it came to boys. Oh, I could talk about that till the day I die, but... (laughs) <laughs> but for some reason, like I had confidence in other ways. Like I was always like super outgoing and I think I was a confident person. It was just like, there's no way like I would ever be intimate with a boy or I would, I would think that I automatically, no matter what friend zone myself in every single situation. Cause mm-hmm. I was like, Oh boy, is never going to like me because I'm chubbier. <laughs> oh, I mean, I relate to that so much. I mean, how was it for you? I was I mean, definitely insecure. And I always felt bigger because I am not only like curvy, I'm tall. Like if you look at every single one of my class photos, it's like, oh my God, all these cute little nuggets. And then boom, about like three feet higher, Rayanne just standing there. So awkward. Just that's how I am too. Oh my God. So I always just felt bigger. And especially in like middle school, well, I guess more like high school when I started thinking about boys, which I could do a whole top whole episode on men and how I just don't understand them. And that is the area of my life where I am the least confident, hundred percent, but we can get into that another day. Um, but thinking about like, I used to like our group of friends would go over to this guy's house and he had a hot tub. You know, you always want to hang out with the guy's house with the hot tub, mm-hmm. but I dreaded it because I didn't want to be seen in my swimsuit. So I would always be like, Oh darn, I forgot my swimsuit. And then this is another thing that I realized I could use to get like positive male um, approval. I had huge boobs. Like I've had a breast reduction and I noticed that that's like the one thing guys were like found sexy about me. So I would like use that as a way where I was like, okay, I'm bigger, but I have boobs. So maybe if I use that guys will like me. And by using that, do you mean like wearing super low cut shirts or were you just flashing people or what were you doing? (laughs) (laughs) You were flashing people. (laughs) I literally at high school parties, I would like how like I had zero respect. I would really guys would go be like, Rain, can you show me your boobs? And I would like go into the bathroom or the closet and show them. Oh, my gosh. You naughty little girl. Isn't that horrible? Like that kind of makes me sad. It makes because me you sad. felt like you needed that for like attention or validation. I know it makes me sad too. So yeah, I guess I, if I was confident in high school, I probably wouldn't be showing boys my boobs in the closet. So yeah, <laughs> see, that's really interesting. I definitely was never doing that. I will say, but I also didn't have amazing boobs that people were super <laughs> interested in. Um, but I think that for me, was, I just, I have the, this memory of like, four of my best friends in high school and three of them were all dating guys a year older than us. And I was the only one who out of all my friends never had a boyfriend ever, 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 ever. And looking back on it now, I'm like, do guys really just not like me? Like, 
What was it? And I honestly, the only thing I could ever think of is I feel like guys just weren't attracted to me because of my size and being bigger. And I don't know if that is just something that I put out there on myself or if that was the reality. Okay. I'm so glad you said this because I have thought a lot about this and I have a few opinions because I am the same. I just always thought I was never asked to a high school dance. I was never asked on a date. I was never... I just thought guys weren't interested in me. And now that I'm like older and looking back on it, I think it's a few things. I think that men are taught to like idealize a certain type of woman. I mean, guys grew up looking at like Playboy and Sports Illustrated and we didn't see curvy women in Sports Illustrated until like a couple of years ago. So I think that is a factor. I also think that the energy you put out is the energy you receive. So if you don't think you're beautiful and you don't have confidence, people aren't going to see that in you. And I also think that guys probably were interested in us, but we were like, I, in my case, I just could not comprehend how a guy would find me attractive because I had that low of self-esteem. Yeah. So I do think there were a few instances where guys were interested, but I just missed out on it because I was so wrapped up in how much I like was, there's no way who would find this attractive. I think I was doing the exact same thing. Mm-hmm. Like I said, I literally have put myself in the friend zone my entire life, unless it was like a random date or set up. If it was someone I knew who I was interested in or someone that like we had mutual friends with at any single time that there was a guy that I knew already friend zoned myself immediately. And I feel like a lot of people do that. Yeah. I think I did that a lot growing up. A lot. And, sure. I, and I definitely think that it, I think it's easy to be like, there weren't like curvy women, curvy bodies, blah, 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 blah. I never thought of myself as a curvy body. I just had a fat belly. Okay. <laughs> like I just like had a fupa my entire freaking life. And that's just what it was. It's not like I had like this, like Kim K body. Mm-mm. That's just not my reality. I have developed a little bit more of a curvy figure because of working out so mm-hmm. much now. And I built muscle, which has given me more curves, but I never had a curvy body. I always just had a stomach And I will say that growing up, I heard it so many times from family, from friends. I gosh, and now I'm realizing as we're having this discussion, how messed up my church group was, but I've always heard it from women there. You have such a beautiful face. Oh yeah. I heard that before. Or you don't want to be just a pretty face. And I've heard things like that. And like that just like messes with you. It messes with you so much. And it's weird because it's like a, a, a compliment in a way, but it's also like... It's the most backhanded compliment. Southern compliment ever, right? Seriously. And I think I've, I feel very similar to you. I was always carried my weight in my stomach. I still do to this day. And I've actually had a guy on my senior year spring break t- trip to Cancun. A guy came up to me on the beach. He was... Who knows where he was from? But he was like, oh my gosh, you are so beautiful. but that belly. You want to do some sit-ups or something. And I was dumbfounded. People say some crazy shit to you. Yeah. What energy am I putting out there where men can just come up to me and think that they can just like speak their mind about me and what I look like. But I was in shock. I couldn't believe it. That's, yeah. <laughs> do you feel like, I know you kind of mentioned this a little bit by like your flashing men stories, but do you feel like being insecure in your body or just lacking confidence overall has affected the way you are with men like, intimately? I know when I ask questions, like so many people are just so overwhelmed by being naked or by being intimate with a partner. 
You know, I actually, hmm, I actually think that I feel really confident naked. Mm -hmm. I don't know why. I just think my body looks really good. Like before I get in the shower, I'm like, damn, Ryan, you're looking good. I think sometimes when things are like pinching in on me or clothing doesn't fit right, that takes away from my confidence. And a long time ago, I remember you know, with my first serious boyfriend, I was like really, really scared for him to see me naked. But now I feel like I'm, as I've worked on being more confident overall, that doesn't really scare me anymore. Um, because I think I've realized that like men, I feel like we think that men have it all together and are not like they're self-conscious too, I guess is what I'm trying to say. Like they're going to be nervous too. The first time you're intimate with someone like it's just a nervous thing. So I think if you think of it that way, maybe that will take it, make it less like totally. nerve wracking. Well, it's so funny. One, I agree with you. I feel like way more confident and sexier when I'm naked too. Right? I'm like, yeah, clothes are so overrated. Yes. I just definitely feel way more liberated, but it's so true. Like when you're intimate or when, if you're intimate, especially for the first time, I'm sorry, but like that guy is not looking at you and being like, Ooh, did you see that stretch mark on her? He's like, holy shit, this girl's naked. This girl's naked. <laughs> this girl's naked. naked. Girl like, running. oh my gosh, it's about to happen. It's about to happen. Oh my gosh. Like, you know what I mean? And they're thinking, they're so in the moment too, or like in their heads maybe too, that I think that we just put so much pressure on ourselves that is just so completely unnecessary. Mm-hmm. And I think when you're in that situation, as hard as it is, give yourself like a mental pep talk and be like, I look fucking amazing. I look sexy because that honestly, if you have that energy, that is the sexiest thing to a guy. I think like if they can tell if you're like uncomfortable and like trying to hide certain parts of you or whatever. So I would just say, do your best to just like own your shit. Absolutely. And I think that like, honestly, I think that like literally like radiates from your body. Mm -hmm. It is And it is the same for men too. Like if a man is like confident like that or just takes control, it doesn't matter if he has like a little dad bod or not. You are going to be so freaking turned on. Literally the hottest hookup I've had is with probably the least attractive guy, Mm -hmm. but he was so confident in himself. I was like, oh, oh, oh." exactly. Got me feeling some type of way. And I think we need to like remind ourselves that too. Yes, I completely agree. Well, moving on to relationships, how do you think on from relationships, how do you think your confidence has been kind of in a business capacity or when it comes to your career? I have noticed how much work in business affects my confidence. Um, I think I've told you this before. I don't know if I've shared it on the podcast before, but so when I, after I moved out to LA, I was working at Nordstrom for a while as I was like doing styling and hosting, trying to make money on my blog for so long. And I killed it there. And it wasn't until I left there trying to do my blog full time when I lost all of my confidence and not having that money. I was so successful at Nordstrom. It wasn't what I wanted to do, mm-hmm. but I was making a killing. I was like number one in the store. Like I was so proud of myself. I was like cussing. I was killing it. And then when I left and I wasn't making money and I didn't know what direction I was going in, I had lost literally every single confidence I ever had ran. It was so bad. I've also never been so depressed. I left that job because I was like, I don't want to work retail anymore. And then I just wasn't making money. I was like, I need to get a retail job. 
I couldn't even get a retail job because I was so insecure trying to go to different places to apply for jobs. Meanwhile, I had like this insane client roster. I had like all of these accolades and I couldn't even get a retail job because I'd become so insecure. Wow. It was really, really bad. And then I ended up like eating my ego and I went back. I asked Nordstrom for my job back and I ended up killing it again. And all of a sudden my confidence came rushing back. And I realized how much like being successful and making money and working really, really affects my confidence. So how I didn't realize you quit your job mm-hmm. to do it full time. And you, that I wasn't quit my job out. to do blogging full time. Yeah. But I literally had no idea how to make money. And then you went back to Nordstrom. Yeah. So what the second time around, what was different where now you're absolutely killing it? The second time around, I realized that I am so good at so many different things and that I can do this. I got it. I got it. And then I think that I just ended up preparing myself a little bit more Mm. as I was, as I was working again, I was able to start looking for other jobs. I was able to pitch myself to brands better Mm. when I was just sitting home, not making any money, not working. I couldn't even write a successful email. I couldn't do anything. Like the confidence literally like drained out of my body. It was so crazy. And it's just like, you know, when you're working, the more you're doing, the more you get done sort of thing. Oh, a hundred percent. So it was like that. So the second time around, I was only there for a couple months because I just went back seasonally and that's all I needed to give myself the confidence to get things started again. Yeah. And then honestly, everything started snowballing after there. That's such a great lesson for people too, because I think it's like, don't give up. Like if there's something you want to do, like you fail, I mean, kind of failed the first time. I, I'm one, I've literally... Went from making so much money, feeling so good about myself to being completely broke, not getting paid for months to mm. feeling like the world's biggest loser. I couldn't even get another retail job. It was so bad. Well, I think it's kind of interesting to note, like you can't really feel confident unless you have the failures too. Mm. Like you have to go through those failures and those like things, situations where things didn't work out because those build, build your confidence. Totally. Right? You learn from them. And you have to be able to swallow your pride sometimes. It took so much of me to like ask for my job at Nordstrom yeah. back. I thought I was like so much better that I was yeah. able, able to leave. And then I was like, no, I, I'm not. And you're never too big for <laughs> to put food on your table. No. You know what I mean? Mm-mm. So yeah. But that was definitely like a very, very important learning experience mm-hmm. for me. I mean, what about with you? I think that... In some ways, I mean, I've been doing this for, oh my gosh, like six years. And I still feel like that's very, very new. I feel like I'm learning so much and I'm very new in my career. Like I'm like a little, like a toddler or maybe, you know, like a baby. (laughs) I have so much more to go and to learn. But I do think that having the confidence to take the leap to do it on my own. But even when I was working a corporate corporate job at like an agency, I, I look back and I think like I did have confidence to like speak up and share my ideas and that sort of thing. Um, but it really is like tr- trial and error. Like I just said to you, like knowing that you're going to do things and things aren't going to go right and things are going to like fail, you have to be open to like fail and that will build your confidence. And I think having a community of people for you, like you've helped me so much with knowing my worth. Like I was accepting rates that were like 
insulting, like a slap in the face. Like I, because I like wanted to be nice, which is like a whole other thing that women feel like they have to do with like be nice and be like of service, which if you're providing a valuable service, you deserve to get paid what you're worth. Mm -hmm. Um, So I think having a community where you can discuss those things has been really helpful for me because I mean, even like a year ago, my mindset on a lot of business things has changed a lot. Yeah. I remember those initial conversations we've had. Mm -hmm. And I think that's something where, and honestly, like, I think so much of it has come from like working in sales and stuff like that for me too. Mm. But I am not afraid to say no. I'm not afraid to ask for more and I'm not afraid to ask for what I think I'm worth. Mm -hmm. And um, I think a lot of that comes with having failed before and realizing like that, you know what? No. And also like I started blogging in 2011. That's nine years ago. Yeah, that's crazy. That's almost 10 years ago. I worked for free for probably at least seven of those years. Mm-hmm. So it's like, I've been creating all this content. I've been doing so much on my own for free for so long that now I'm not going to like settle for something that I know I'm worth more than. Mm-hmm. And I think that as a woman, it's really, really important to know your worth and to ask for it in all aspects of your life, but especially in business. Like, yeah, we need to like hustle more. And I think with that, with like knowing your worth and Kelly Brown talked about this a little bit when she was on our podcast it, as women, it's our responsibility to like educate ourselves, do your research so that if you go in and you really believe like you deserve a raise, you need to have the, I don't think anything is ever going to be handed to you. You need to have the tangible, what you've accomplished at your job, where you've succeeded, bring in numbers of what, you know, industry standards are, things like that. Like be a confident woman who does her research, does her homework and goes into those conversations in a business setting so that you know, like you are like grounded and secure because you've prepared, you know? Knowledge is power. Mm -hmm. And I think if you have that knowledge, um, you'll be so much more confident going into that meeting too. And you, if you can explain why you deserve something, I mean, how can someone say no? I know. (laughs) (laughs) And if they do, then you know what? It's okay. Because at least that, you know, you fought for yourself and then you can make that decision if you want to walk away or not, or, Mm -hmm. but I think that you would always kick yourself for not trying harder. Mm -hmm. At least I would. And I know that like my confidence in my work life definitely translates to other parts of my life too. Like I can come home to my husband and feel better about myself and carrying myself in a certain way. If I booked another job or if I did mm-hmm. that too, you just like, you know what I mean? It just changes your air a little bit. I completely agree. Like when you, I think there are a couple of times for me, like, I mean, more and more I'm associating, which I don't know if I should be putting, I think this is maybe something I need to work on the dollar amount I make with my confidence. Like as I grow my business and start to make more money, I really do put a lot of value on that which I think is okay to an extent, but it's just been something I've been thinking about how much value I put on that dollar amount. But also like when you book a dream campaign or um, a brand you want to work with, I feel like it's just like your confidence meter, like boop, 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 like going up and up and up. Um, And it's important to like recognize those things and take a moment and be like, okay, I I got there. I achieved this. Yeah. And I think it's also important to take a moment and reflect 
and be present and like not always chase, chase, chase. Mm, I'm so guilty of that. I know I'm guilty of that too. I mean, when it comes to like confidence overall, whether it's like career, body or anything, do you feel like there was like one specific turning point where you felt like, you know what? I need to stop talking to myself like this. I need to look in the mirror and be like, Ryan, you are sexy. You got this. You're going to kill the day. So when it comes to body specifically, Mm -hmm. this is probably the most cliche answer, but it's true. So I'm going with it. When Ashley Graham's ad, she wasn't in sports. She was in Sports Illustrated, but it was her swimsuits for all ad Mm -hmm. in Sports Illustrated. I was like, I remember it came out my junior year of college or something. And seeing Ashley Graham in the ad, it was like three men, like really sexy men, like in suits, like lusting after her in a swimsuit. And just to see a body like mine being wanted was where kind of it started to click for me. And then this was also the same time I downloaded Instagram and I followed every single curve model I could find of all different body types. I followed every plus size blogger I could find. So I was just seeing, instead of being surrounded by the teeny little minis in my sorority every single day on social media, I was seeing women where I felt like represented. And I do think after seeing, doing that every single day over a long period of time, that did help when it came to my body image. Um, what about you? It was specifically with the, your body. Okay. Well, I have two different things. One is like a negative and one's a positive. But okay. I'm going to share both. I really wanted to be a model and I was so determined and I knew I needed to lose a lot of weight to be a model because there was no one my size modeling. Mm. And I lost like 40 something pounds. What? Actually, I honestly might've lost more. I, I probably lost like 50 pounds of fat and gained like maybe 15 of muscle. And I went from a size 12 to a size four. And I felt incredible. I shared part of this on my Instagram. If you guys look, there's like a before and after sort of image. Mm. And um, I went to a modeling agency and in New York City. And I was so excited. And they're like, well, you'd be in our curve division. As a size four, I was going to be a plus size model for them. That's sick. It was so sickening. And I was like, are you serious? I've just had grilled chicken for a year (laughs) straight. Grilled chicken and broccoli every meal. I've done, I've worked out twice a day and I'm still like a curve model. And anyways, so make a long story short. um, I also, I just, I thought I would be so much more confident in that body. And I wasn't because Mm -hmm. it just wasn't attainable. It wasn't sustainable for me. No, It was, I had to change my entire lifestyle to get to that size. And I, you know what? Like I wanted to go out to dinner with friends Mm -hmm. and I wanted to be able to have a glass of wine if I wanted to. So anyways, I ended up gaining all the weight back plus more. And it wasn't until I ended up getting scouted again as a model, but this time as a real plus size model. Mm-hmm. And I booked that first modeling job in Cuba. Oh yeah. That really. totally changed my outlook on things because all of a sudden I was like, who I, I was in a body that maybe at the time I was definitely like bigger than I ever was. But I was like, I freaking feel good. Mm-hmm. And I have someone telling me I look good and I have someone wanting to take photos of me. And honestly, just booking that campaign changed my outlook and changed my body confidence so dramatically because that size four girl would have felt so uncomfortable in a bikini because I still had a little fupa and I didn't have abs. Mm-hmm. 
but as like a size 12, 14, where I felt like I could really be me. I felt like this was like the size that my body was most comfortable and most natural in. I just felt so liberated, mm. so liberated. I'll never, I'll, that campaign will like, was such a turning point for me. I love that. It really was. It's crazy how both your positive and negative were both in like the modeling. Yeah, it is. It really interesting space. So crazy. Wow. And I think with like, I know we just talked specifically about body, but for me, when it comes to like relationships or career, I mean, relationships, really, I still feel like I, like I said, that's where I'm least confident with when it comes to men. Um, and I still have a lot to work on. What do you think it is? Do you think it is that like, you just feel like men don't like you? Do you feel like it's, are you worried you're not going to find a guy? Are you worried? Like, what do what are you so insecure about? I think it's been past traumas when it comes to a few very, very close guy friends of mine who like one of them I met freshman year of college. I have never met anyone like him. We were best friends like this, like inseparable inseparable like he was like my kindred spirit mm-hmm. um but it was it was always in a platonic way um and then i found out he was saying really ma- basically making jokes like oh you know what's rayan gonna how many mozzarella sticks is rayan gonna eat today or um like oh at least you know like making comments that i weigh 300 pounds and those, like, I think that just completely broke my trust in men completely. Um, yeah, that's so disappointing. Mm-hmm. Did and you ever confront him about it? I never came out and said, this is very complicated because he was a friend of Ben. So everything I heard was through my ex-boyfriend. And I don't know if I trust him anymore, to be honest. I don't know. I asked this other friend, I was like, did you ever say anything about me? And he always denied it, always denied it. But I chose to believe it at the time and I believed it. And then I saw myself like that. And that's just one example where I've, where men have made comments to me. Mm -hmm. And I think it's just, those are things that I have to work through. Like I really don't trust men because they've shown that to me. Um, But I need to separate that, those instances that that's not all men and what they said isn't who I am. Mm -hmm. And what they think of me isn't my reality and putting less weight on those things. Um, So I don't think there's been a turning point where I feel more confident when it comes to like relationships and dating, but I'm aware of it and I'm working on it. And I think that's all we can do. Yeah. I think that for me, I was always super insecure when it came to guys, but at the same time, I always thought like a guy would be so freaking lucky to be with me, <laughs> which is so weird. Like I always like had that confidence and that sort of like, See, I get that though. Cause I feel like you can have in some weird way, you can have both sides of it. Yeah. Which is so crazy. And I, I honestly think it's such a parent thing because like my parents always were, would be like, Oh my gosh, anyone would be so lucky to have you. They'd always mm-hmm. hype me up, always talk me up, always talk me up. They'd be like, you need to make sure that you respect yourself. You make sure that someone wines and dines you, blah, 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 blah. And I always like demanded that. Yeah. And I never settled for that. And I think that's part of the reason why, I, part of the reason why I never really dated people until like I was out of college and stuff like that too, until I could find someone who could Wine treat me like, yeah. But, um, but it was definitely like always insecurity about my body until Steve. 
Which is so ironic because Steve like had this like perfect body. Yeah. But I honestly think that he was so much bigger than me too. Mm-hmm. He's six four. He's super broad. And I will be honest. And I think that like I felt, even if I'm bigger, I still felt like he was bigger than me. And I felt like safe in that regard. And I felt more feminine, which mm-hmm. I think is like something that a lot of curvier women, a lot of bigger women, a lot of taller women struggle with. And it was an insecurity for me. And, you know, I ended up falling in love with someone who was big, bigger than I was. So I guess I got lucky in that sense, you know, but mm-hmm. I wonder, I guess I, I dated someone skinnier and shorter than me before too, though. Mm. But I do think that plays into basically like a lot of gender roles and what we're taught. Like we're taught that women are, you know, quiet and dainty and petite and feminine and men are protective and big and strong. And so even I still like, even though I think that we need to break a lot of these like roles or that have been thrust upon us, I, I'm going to be totally honest. I want a six foot five man that makes me feel like a teeny tiny little pea. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I, I do like something about it. And maybe that's something I still need to work on, but like, you know, I need like a Steve 2.0. Yeah. I trust me. I get it. I get it. It's, <laughs> and it's easier said it's easier for, it's easy for me to be like, Ran, lower your height limit to 5'11". Okay. You'll be fine. But I, I respect that and I get it too. And you have to do it like what feels right for you. Yeah. But I do think that I need to work on being more open-minded for sure. Um, when it comes to height and men. Yeah. Okay. I'll admit it. Okay. I said it. I said it. Fine. It's okay. You will be. <laughs> Maybe this Andrew guy will be good for you. He's six foot five. Oh. Okay. Perfect. <laughs> He'll be great then. Um, should we get into some questions? Yeah, I think we need to. All right. So we had you guys ask some questions for us about confidence. Um, let's see. How do you deal with being the big friend? I think we both can feel this so hard. This is, I might have the worst answer for this. But because I was literally just on the phone to one of my best friends and I was like, I met up with this girl who is amazing. I love her to death. But she, I swear to God, is so much tinier than me. And when I hang out with her, I feel like I'm like Andre the Giant. Like I feel, I really do feel more confident when I'm like around you or my friends from college who are all like women's basketball players. I I don't know why, but I... I need to hear your answer on how to be the big friend because I don't really have a good one. I, I honestly think I've just been two of my best friends growing up or in high school were 4'11". What? Yes. 4'11"? I, I literally was Andre the Giant. Like, <laughs> actually. Um, you know what? Honestly, it really made me insecure. I'll, I'll look at... I remember telling my cousin, gosh, I'm just so insecure with my friends. Like when we went to spring break in Mexico in college... And she's like, well, of course. And she saw a photo. Look at your friends. (laughs) She was like, they're all like petite size, zero little girls. And I was like, yes. And like, you know, they're all so thin. But I also think that like now looking at it, I love being the bigger friend. I Mm -hmm. love being the taller one. I will still wear my three inch heels and just freaking own it. Mm -hmm. And I think that you just need to stop comparing yourself because honestly, your small friend is probably like, oh my gosh. She's so I look tall. I look up to Rayanne like she's so tall. I wish I had that. You know what I mean? It's just so easy to play the comparison game. And just because whether you're taller, whether you're heavier, you just have no idea what your friend is thinking and how mm-hmm. she feels about herself too. And she might be super insecure, might be thinking the same sort of thing. Mm-hmm. So I think that you just need to 
stop worrying about that and stop trying to hide yourself is the Mm. most important thing. Yeah. Stop trying to hide behind your smaller friends. Stop trying to like put yourself in the corner, put yourself in the back of photos, hide behind other people's bodies. Just freaking celebrate yourself and own it. I think like, I think also just putting a less emphasis, like really when it comes down to things, who gives a fuck? It doesn't matter how, what size you are. And I think I try and, you know, think of myself as like, an Amazonian woman who's just like tall and strong and amazing. And that's, you know, my lean into that and see the beauty in that and focus on that rather than all the things that you don't have. I will say one thing though. I do think it's okay to confront your friends because I dealt with this a lot growing up when I had friends that were so much smaller than me being like, I got so fat Mm, and I think it's okay to be like, Hey, blah, blah, blah. You know what? I think you look amazing. And I just want to let you know that I'm four sizes bigger than you. So you talking about yourself like that really makes me feel bad about myself because I think that like we need to like hold each other accountable too. And I think it's Mm -hmm. okay to say that. And I don't think you're trying to shame your friend, but I think that like if your friend's talking badly about themselves and you put that perspective, they might be like, you know what? Like they might, they might start to think differently about themselves too. So hopefully you can improve their confidence too. I'm so glad you brought that up because I think that is probably very, very common Um, and if they're, you know, your friends, you should be having these conversations and be able to be open about that and voice that. So I think that's such good advice, Christina. Thank you. Um, we got so many questions about dating apps and being self-conscious about meeting in person. Ray, I feel like you need to take this away. Ooh, I mean, as I've said, I'm working on this. I think that, My one friend, Alyssa, did give me very good advice because I get so nervous for first dates, like so nervous. And she was like, Ryan, this is how you have to think about it. You know, think about how amazing you are. Really ground yourself. Why are you laughing at me? Is this because you're thinking about when I was so nervous, I was sweating to death on my first date? I'm laughing about my other friend who said that all you need to do is take two shots before you go on your first date and then she'd end up blacking out on every oh date and then wonder why she never got asked on any second date sorry continue oh my God. You were just, christina just was grinning at me and i thought she was laughing about this other time where i was so nervous i was sweating to death but i think the shot i will always have a drink before a date one drink but for me that's like i'm not a lightweight at all so anyway she was like you need to go into this date and really ground yourself in all the aspects where you are super confident, you're successful, you're smart, you care about your family, you care about your friends, you are an amazing person. This person you're going on a date with, like you have, you don't need to impress them. Like with it, you need to go into it and think, what can this person bring to me, bring to my life? Because when you're going into dating, I do think it's important to feel secure in yourself and secure in where you're at in life. And I think when I start thinking about it in that regard, I go into the date more confident because I'm like, oh yeah, I am amazing. I am confident and I'm not looking to impress someone or for someone to fulfill something in my life. I'm looking for them to add something and bring something to me. So I think that definitely has helped me. But again, I have a date tonight and I am so nervous. I feel like I could throw up. So, Oh my gosh. No, you'll be so good. But I do think that's really important because I think that as we're dating, we are trying so hard to prove to the other person why we're so great for them Mm -hmm. that we're like, no, 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 no. It needs to be turned around. They 
need to earn your respect? Why are they good for you? Like you get to make this decision. Stop trying to chase people and stop trying to like prove yourself. Mm -hmm. And I think when it comes to dating apps, I do think it's really important to really try and like show your personality and to be like show... I mean, when it comes to like curvy girls and dating, like I have photos that show my whole body, like what I look like, because I do think like, if you know, you're not putting out what you, who you really are, like, of course you're going to be like nervous when you go into this first date. So that's a really, really good point. Mm -hmm. If you're have like a thin face and like you are, have a bigger body and you're only showing your, your like headshots, right. Then you are going to be insecure because you're like, Oh, what is, are they going to really like the real me? Yeah, where just put that's just a really good point. Own it and put your whole self on your profile so you know they're swiping on you, they can see everything. So you're not like surprising them on the first day and make sure your photos are recent. Like when I see a guy with freaking photos from college, I'm like, dude, no, no, no. And he's like 35. <laughs> Literally, over 35, I was a D1 athlete. Oh, I'm like, dude, yeah. you're still hung up anyway. But for us girls, have recent photos. I think that's a great, great tip and so important. Mm -hmm. um, a question that we've gotten is, how do you deal with stretch marks? So this is something that I, I think it was like two years ago, maybe when I gained like a good amount of weight, I ended up getting stretch marks on my stomach. And I remember the first time I saw them and I was like, what the heck did you do to yourself, Christina? I was like really insecure about them and upset about them. I Meanwhile, I have so many stretch marks on my breasts, on my hips, just from like growing up. But for some reason, the stretch marks on my stomach hit differently because mm. I felt like I felt like I was I lost control of my body in some weird way. Mm. And honestly, I, I think that that's just something that you have to learn with and stay with and realize that like your body grows and changes and your stretch marks tell a story. And maybe like not all stories are positive mm -hmm. and that's okay too, but it's all part of your journey. I know for me, stretch marks right now, like I'm pregnant, my body's growing again. I just, I'm super into nourishing my skin and making sure that it's as hydrated as possible. So I use like a lot of oils and creams, um, but I'm not going to lie and tell you that like I have been insecure mm -hmm. about stretch marks in the past. I think I have stretch marks but they've never been like super prominent or something that's really been on my mind I don't know why they're just not I don't think I have like very prominent prominent ones mm -hmm. um but I do think it's okay as we talk more about like body acceptance you touched on this Christina like you don't need to be like over the moon in love with your stretch marks, just like being okay with them and not waking up every day, obsessing over them. There's like a difference between that, I think. Absolutely. And that's, I feel like what I had to get to, because it wasn't like I saw these stretch marks on my stomach and I let it completely defeat me, mm -hmm. but I don't look at them and tell them a love story. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? It just, it is what it is. Mm -hmm. And I, you just have to learn to accept yourself. Yeah. We also um, talk a little bit about this and with our in our episode with the birds papaya and she yeah. said it beautifully on how our bodies are literally genetically made to like grow and expand and shrink with us through all phases of our life so i would definitely take a listen to that as well she provides some incredible insight and also be sure you're following people on social media you know if that's something you're self-conscious about find people who are open about it and share that and talk about it because i think the more we see it 
the more it just becomes a normal thing and l- something you feel like you need to hide. And honestly, the, that's definitely been the case for me. The more I see women owning their stretch marks, especially on their stomach, I feel more liberated to share mine too. And mm-hmm. I'm like, and just to accept mine even more and more. All right. Next question. How do you deal with a partner wanting you to lose weight? Have you dealt with this? Not directly. Um, my ex-boyfriend was very, very into health and wellness. Like we would get into fights about like where we would go for dinner because they wouldn't have like a healthy enough option. Oh, drove me insane. He never, he, he always loved and appreciated my body. I think the only way I've dealt with this is me thinking that he wanted me to change my body. I've never dealt with a partner blatantly saying you need to lose weight. But I did see a TikTok recently that was like, even if you're someone's partner, I don't think that unless you've gone to medical school and have a degree in nutrition and all this stuff, I don't know if there's a way to, to tell your partner that that's being supportive. I don't know. I don't know. That's so difficult. It's so challenging. I've never felt direct pressure from any, from like Steve or anyone to lose weight, but I will say I've been like insecure at times being Steve's partner because he's super athletic, super into fitness. He's a personal trainer. And I have put so much pressure on myself in the past of being Mm -hmm. like, oh my gosh, like Steve's got a chubby wife and like he's training all these people. They're not going to they're not going to think he's a good trainer if his wife is bigger. And and that's something I used to put on myself. And it's not like it ever really came from him. It was all like self-induced until I realized that I'm just so much better than that. (laughs) Yeah. I think those instances are different. I think like we both had it where it was self, it was our own self um, conscious insecurities coming out. But I think if a partner is telling you to lose weight, I really don't know how I feel about that. I think that that's something that maybe you should see a professional about, honestly. Yeah, I think that you need to... I think it really depends on why there's... Is there something that happened? Did you have recent weight gain? Do you, are, are you feeling insecure about yourself? Because mm-hmm. if you're feeling good about yourself, then you should tell your partner to fuck off, honestly. Yeah. yeah. I mean, if if... Yeah, I think those are just bigger conversations that yeah. you need to have beyond just like, hey, honey, I think you need to lose weight. Like it's so much deeper than that. So much deeper. Definitely. But I think that no matter what, our partners need to build each other up, to respect each other, to be there for each other. And I think that just having, I mean, honest and difficult conversations are fine too, but I think that you really need to just figure out how you feel about yourself first. Mm -hmm. And then you can have those conversations with your partner because if you put on maybe 20 pounds, you know what you feel good about who you are then your partner should respect that and love you even more for it Mm -hmm. and um and if you don't like that's okay to admit that too you know what i mean Mm -hmm. i think we just need to be honest with ourselves yeah that's great christina how do you deal with when you have to size up in something oh my gosh okay this used to be my actual literal nightmare really i i i've shared this before too but i will never forget shopping growing up. I'll never forget my my prom dress experience because I had to size up. I swear, dresses always run small. It's so messed up. Dresses are... As like a 17-year-old girl wearing a size 14 dress, spending way too much money because I couldn't fit into any of the juniors' clothes. I had to go to the women's departments. 
um, really messed with my confidence. And being in the fitting room with my mom and my sister trying to find dresses for me, always having to reach to the back of the rack. Oh, yeah. Always, that's the worst. always having like that, that really made me insecure growing up. And now I seriously do not care at all because I am not spending money to fit into clothes that make, that don't make me feel good about myself. Mm-hmm. I think it's totally okay to size up. I think you just need to get over that size is literally nothing but a number. And it doesn't even make sense. You could be like an eight in some brands, a 12 in another brand and a 16 in another brand. So why do we put so much attention and emphasis on size? Yeah. That's, I think just like looking at it for the facts, like in the last week, I have bought a size 16 Mm -hmm. and a size 10 from different brands and they both fit me the same. So just look at the facts of that. What does that tell you? That the numbers mean nothing. absolutely nothing. Mm-hmm. So looking at it just simply from a more rational perspective, I think helps that you're literally comparing yourself against a broken system. Absolutely. So uh, that's my advice. Don't, and I'm just telling you, stop giving a fuck about it. Yeah. You just need to stop. It just like, you cannot put yourself, force yourself to wear like one or two things that you have in your closet because that's all that fits you because you're scared to size up. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. You need to feel good about yourself. And when you find clothes that fit you, even if you have to go up a couple sizes, I guarantee you, you're going to feel so much better. Having well-fitting clothes is a game changer. Game changer. Makes such a huge difference. Yes, I agree. Um, how do you deal with days when you are just not feeling yourself, Ray? I think that those are just inevitable. They're going to happen. Um, and I don't try and like, I mean, don't get me wrong. Sometimes I go into a spiral. We love, we love a good downward spiral sometimes, but I think that usually for me, it's, I always try and do some sort of movement, whether it's a, you know, a stretching class or a ride on the Peloton, do some sort of thing, even no matter how much I don't want to, or I'm tired or whatever. I know I'm going to feel better after. Also, just thinking about why do I feel like this? Is it because I ate a cheeseburger and fries last night? And looking at the fact that, hold on a second, thinking about it rationally once again, like, why am I putting so much emphasis on this one meal and um, letting that just defeat me i guess just try not to wallow in it what about you christina i think that like it is just completely unrealistic to think that you're going to love yourself and celebrate yourself and feel like amazing 100 percent of the time mm-hmm. it's just like not how it is and i think that when you aren't feeling yourself it's you just need to like look in the mirror and be like you know what girl today is not your day <laughs> And that's okay. Like if you saw the rat tail I had this morning Ooh. and the greasy ass hair and like my, I'm like struggling with so much right now. And it's just like, it is what it is. And I think you just have to learn to accept yourself in the good days and the bad days. Yeah. And some days you might feel like a supermodel and other days you might feel like trash. And that is okay. Mm-hmm. That is okay. It's just like all part of the journey. Mm-hmm. But I do think movement does help. Like just overall, mm-hmm. I think breathing Oh yeah. It is so weird. I am so freaking corny and cliche because I feel like people are like, you just need to breathe. <laughs> but honestly, if you like give yourself a couple moments to like, just sit there and like breathe in and out, like maybe like five times, close your eyes. It is, 
you let so much out. And I, that definitely helps me. Gosh, we're so LA. I know. Just breathe. But really, it does help. Try it right now. Okay. <sighs> Dude, deep that breaths. feels good. I know. How often do you take a deep breath not, throughout the day? That's what I'm saying. Not, not often enough. I think we all need to breathe a little okay, deeper. Take a deep breath. Um, the last thing I will say also, I kind of notice all my mood about how I feel myself kind of has it related to social media intake too. Put the phone down. I, take a break from scrolling. Take a break from consuming. Mm-hmm. I really do think that that weighs on us a lot. And it's not just because I watch The Social Dilemma, but yeah. I really think take a break, get outside, go for a walk, and just also acknowledge that it is a, it's ups and downs. Some days you'll love it. Some days you'll hate what you look like or whatever. Absolutely. Yeah. All right. How did you start feeling comfortable in crop tops and bikinis, Christina? This has been a gradual process. Mm, you've heard, you're the crop top queen now. I literally am wearing a, a bra today. I, know. I really, I really feel so much more confident now for someone who literally the most skin they ever showed was in a tankini all of her life up until like her like early 20s. I've really come a long way. I will say that honestly, what has worked for me is like finding what works for your body. And I think that really helps. Like for me, I love crop tops, but I love them with like a high-waisted pant. I'm, you know, I don't like always let my belly out all the way. I wouldn't wear a 2000 like G-string and low-rise pants with like a little crop top. That's oh, just not me. A Britney moment? No, I'm not having any Britney moments, but a pair of high-rise pants that hit my waist with a crop top makes me feel so incredibly empowered. Mm-hmm. I agree. I love it. I think that it's just, yeah, it's finding what works for your body. And like, to be honest, there are some things that I see girls rocking, like even you, Christina, and I try it and I'm like, oh, that's going to be a no for me. It just doesn't make me feel good. So like, why am I going to force wearing it? I think also with when it comes to like swimsuits and bikinis, I bought my first low rise bikini that I've bought in like years, years And I do think it is because I'm seeing in advertising and just in on social media, more women who don't have super flat stomachs in low res bikinis. I think it has a bigger impact on me than we, than I even realize. No, absolutely. I mean, if you're seeing it on other people and you're like, oh wow, that looks, they look great. Mm -hmm. It empowers you to try it too. But still recognizing like there, I still do feel more comfortable in a one piece. Do you? Because I feel like if I want to go like play beach volleyball or run around or jump around, I just know that I do feel more comfortable in a one piece. And I think that's totally fine. Yeah. It's so funny. I like love a high-waisted bikini now. Mm, that's your jam. That's my jam. Your it's jam. My, it's my jam. I mean, yeah. I, I think I still sometimes feel a little insecure about a low rise bikini sometimes. Um, but a lot of that is just because if I want to be more active too, I just feel like things are like hanging out all over the place. You know what I mean? I know. I know. You're like a little fish too. When we go to the beach, yeah, Christina's like in the water from, from the second I get there. <laughs> swimming yeah. around. I'm like, should we go lay on the sand? And then meanwhile, I'm like, oh wait, I hate laying in the sun. I'm just going to be in the water <laughs> the whole time. But yeah, I honestly think that first of all, if you want to wear a crop top, just do it. Mm-hmm. find what works for you and just do it. Honestly, you get more and more comfortable every single time. And if a crop top is not for you, that's okay too. Yeah. You don't need to wear a crop top if you don't want to. No. Do you boo? 
Um, how do you feel? I know we both talked a little bit about this earlier about feeling more confident naked, but is there anything that you do to feel more confident, Ray? Or do you just strip off your clothes and you're like, hell yeah, I got it. I don't know what it is, but like every night before I get in the shower, I do take a moment and I just like check myself out in the mirror and I'm like, damn, you look good naked, girl. Mm -hmm. I do think having a tan helps. I feel more confident with the tan. I just use the at-home self-tanner. I don't know what that does, but that does wonders for my confidence. Like, ooh, I feel good. I, I 1000% tan always helps. You know what helps me too, honestly? I love having muscle. And having, whenever I work out and I feel mm. stronger, even if I don't look any different, even if I just feel stronger, yes. I feel so much more confident and sexier naked. Mm-hmm. I... I think that's a good point. I think like, even if I know that I, my body has not changed in any way, but I did like a killer or I've been investing in my health and working out and moving my body, I do feel better. Even if there's no physical change, it's mental. Also, this might be too much information, What? but I also feel way sexier naked when my nipples are hard. <laughs> I just, I'm going to say my boobs look better. So... That's something that could prep. <laughs> Are mean, you a bit chilly when you're? <laughs> no, but like you can make your, you can touch your boobs and make your yeah, nipples yeah. hard. Oh my gosh. Okay. I'm going to have to try oh that. We're going to think I'm like such a creep, huh? No, I need to try that. Yeah. I just feel like, I just think like, take some time, really look at yourself. Like look at your body. Like tonight after you, you know, listen to this episode, strip down, light a candle and look at your body in the mirror. Mm -hmm. Appreciate it. Like, I honestly think that women's bodies are insanely gorgeous. Insanely. Like, look at us. I mean, our bodies are incredible. Like, men are lucky. <laughs> so lucky. And women, whoever gets to experience, whoever you are, experience a woman's body. Ooh, that's all I got to say. Yeah, you honestly need to look in the mirror and hype yourself up, girl. Yep. That's your homework tonight, guys. Okay. Ray, do you believe that your body is at the weight that it should be naturally? I actually do feel like I'm in a pretty good place right now. I think I am at a good balance of, I, you know, work out and get a good workout in like four, probably average of four times a week. Mm -hmm. And I eat well, but like if I want to go out and have drinks and you know, have in, indulge, or I don't even know if I should use the word indulge, but just eat what I want, whether whatever that may be. I don't feel like I'm restricting myself. So I kind of do feel like I'm in a happy balance. At the beginning of quarantine, I would not have given you this answer. I was in a, a very negative place. Mm -hmm. So I, I do feel like it, that balance. And I say that I feel balanced right now because I have that aspect where I'm moving my body. And I feel like I'm eating and feeding my body nourishing food without being restrictive. What about you, Christina? I mean, for me, it's really hard because I'm pregnant right now. So <laughs> your body is going through things it's never gone through. My body's doing some crazy shit right now. Oh um, but overall, yes, I do feel like this is where my body is naturally. I think one thing I've been struggling with just because of a pregnancy complication that I have is I ha I'm not allowed to work out right now. Mm. Um, so I'm just allowed to do like walks and stretches and stuff like that. Um, I would love to lift some weights, honestly. I would love to like get a really good workout in and I miss that. Mm -hmm. um, but as far as like a relationship to food, as far as like weight, 
I feel, yeah, like exactly what you said. I eat healthy most of the time. I feel like I can eat what I want. I can enjoy myself and just live comfortably. And I feel like this is where my body is supposed to be without trying, without with just like living. Mm-hmm. But I think you said earlier when you were talking about when you lost all that weight, the fact that you, to get to that size, mm-hmm. you seriously had to eat literally chicken breasts or I don't know what you were eating, but they, it was such an extreme that it wasn't a balanced lifestyle. I mean, 1000%. I literally was working out twice a day and eating six meals a day. And it was only like lean proteins, lean proteins, I can say that were <laughs> vegetables and like brown rice and sweet potatoes. That's like a perfect example of... That was not, na- that was not sustainable. It's it was not, not natural for me. No. No. Cause you can't, have, what quality of life is that if you're spending your time working out or just eating your <laughs> sad, sad little chicken breast. Right. And I mean, don't get me wrong. A chicken breast can be quite delicious. When it's on a Chick-fil-A sandwich. <laughs> <laughs> no, it is no matter what, but you know no, what I mean? If you have to restrict yourself, if you have to like follow such a harsh diet to look a certain way, then at least for me, it just was not, it did not feel natural at all. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think this, there's so much to dive into. We'll have to have a guest on the top on the podcast to talk a little bit more about this. Cause I feel like there's so much to this in understanding that balance, because I think it's different for everybody. Absolutely. Mm. It is. And honestly, like, as we like kind of wrap up this whole confidence talk, I hope that this kind of like mishmash of like lessons and questions and things that we've learned along the way can help relate to your personal story and your life because confidence is such a unique and personal journey for everyone. And it is something that you're forever on and something that you always need to work on. Like we're always a work in progress. We're always like growing and learning and accepting and changing. And I think that it's just really important to give yourself some lenience to, you know, to allow yourself to make those changes and to grow. Mm-hmm. And I think, like Christina said, I really hope this helps you identify. And maybe you heard something you're like, oh my gosh, I've dealt with that too. But one thing that before we leave that I've been trying to find peace in the balance of kind of what we touched on with this like pendulum of you can be super confident in one aspect of your life and not so much in in another. And that's that's okay. I think there's going to be an ebb and flow and it's just about being aware of it and trying to, you know, work on it and constantly better yourself um, every day by doing little things. Cause those little tiny things, I think there's that, like that metaphor. If like you're fly- flying a plane and they change it by like the tiniest angle, it doesn't make a big difference in the short term, but your final destination could be completely completely different those small changes um definitely make a big difference in the long run absolutely and i love that metaphor and mm-hmm. i think that honestly as corny as it sounds it's like take some time today to look in the mirror and or take some time to like take a pen to paper and write down some things that you're thankful for some things that you love about yourself and put start putting those things into like a daily practice because when you actually like look at yourself and acknowledge yourself and focus on the things that you love, I think it just changes your relationship. Mm-hmm. I love that. And the most important relationship, no matter what, is the one that you have with yourself. And mm-hmm. we can never forget that. Mm-hmm. Work on you and your relationship with yourself before you work on any other relationship. Yep. Because you are 
the only person that's really going to make yourself happy. Other people can bring you happiness, but it is on you. 1000% so. though. Awesome. This was such a good combo, Christina. I know. I hope you guys really, really enjoyed it. Um, don't forget to tune into our Facebook group. We'll continue the conversation there. And if you guys have any other questions that you want us to ask, please leave it in the podcast question box because we'll make sure to answer those as well. Amazing. Thanks, guys. We will see you next time. All right. Bye. Thank you so much for tuning in today. For more information on this episode, check out the show notes on our website, theconfidentcollective.com and find us on Instagram at Confident Collective. And if you really loved what you heard, screenshot today's episode in the podcast app and share it in your stories. And don't forget to tag us. 